I often find myself thinking that I I hate things that happen sometimes in movies or TV shows. Okay. And something I was going to talk about was how annoying I find it when characters go on like a, a drug trip. And oh, then yes. the live action turns into animated. Oh, okay. And I was going to say how much I didn't like that. But then I just thought about the movie Strays that came out last year. And I was like, oh no, but that was actually pretty funny when they did that. And then I thought about Booksmart when they also have a scene like that. And I went, maybe I do like it. Well, I watched Star Trek Next Gen, uh, not Next Gen, but Strange New Worlds this year. And they did something like that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is actually kind of fun. So maybe I need to be more realistic with myself about what I do and don't like as far as yeah. tropes in movies and TV shows. I guess I've told you about my condition. Only every time I see it. If you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Okay, religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster, you say. Now say my name. I am Iron Man. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Screen Time Podcast. I'm Connor. And I'm Luke. And today we're here to talk about the animated movies that were released in the year 2023. Uh, like we mentioned in last week's episode, there were a lot of anime movies that came out, mm-hmm. and we kind of feel like Spider-Verse was the only one that people talked about. So, we feel like there's more that deserve to be talked about. For sure. And then because we don't want to sound like we're just praising animation in its entirety and we're fully biased that way, mm-hmm. we do have some that weren't very good that came out. Correct. <laughs> that we're going to yes, talk definitely. about as well. Uh, pretty much we're going to talk about all the animated movies that we saw. Yep. I think we're going to do this... Each movie kind of in two sections. We'll, we'll talk about the, in the movie, and then we'll say how we felt the animation was. Mm-hmm. And then separate from the quality and standard of yeah. the animation, how the movie was. Correct. Because I feel there, like... The, there is a I feel like those two some of them. will not always line no. up. No. No, for sure. And we've kind of broken it down into some categories to make it easier for us. We're not mm-hmm. fully scatterbrained. Yep. Uh, we're going to start off by talking about... Movies with with the animation, very standard mm-hmm. 3D animation. Yeah, you know your illumination. Yeah, actually, your illumination most is Disney stuff, not Pixar, but Disney stuff. Yeah, except for this year, but general. Gen- generally, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think why not start with the movie that made just so much money this year? It's it's almost crazy. Um, I think we start off with uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. I mean, we might as well, you yeah. know. Now, my thought is, yes, it's you know, it is standard animation, if you will. But standard doesn't mean bad. Is the thing. It's also it looks good. It does. And I liked the textures. Mm-hmm. Like you could like kind of see the threading on like Mario's overalls. Yeah. And man, the attention to detail in that movie. Oh, it's really good. Like especially on Bowser, you can see the reflections and the scales yeah. and everything. I'm like that looks awesome. And, and background details, too. And, like, this is absolutely Easter egg for the sake of Easter egg. Just nostalgia yeah. bait. But absolutely. when they walk past the antique store and you see, like, SNES, you know, games in there. Mm-hmm. And they're, and all these old details and, and old symbols from the old games. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, fun. dude. I also, I love when movies have a very um, vibrant like color palette and yes. this movie is like so colorful it makes it a joy to look at yeah as, as well as just watch it's a lot of fun but the animation while it's standard you know for this genre it is like just really good to look at you know yeah yeah 
and I, I like I've heard lots of people complain about the movie, but something I never heard them complain about. I never heard anyone say, "Well, it could have been animated better." Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like universally we agreed. Yeah, it was a good-looking movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. How did you feel about it as a movie? The movie itself. A lot of people say, you know, it it doesn't need a story, so it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Because it has no story. It has no story, yeah. So it's it's just a children's movie. But I don't know what movie they were watching, <laughs> to be honest with you. It's great. And, yeah, there's a story there. And it's, it's very simple. It's, it's simple, but it's, I mean, it's good. It serves the 90 minutes, and it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I had an absolute blast. Oh, absolutely. And especially as someone who's played at least two Mario games in my yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's great. Like, the soundtrack, for one... It's so good. It's just everything you've ever heard, and you're like, yeah. oh, I remember that. They're not going to top that. And then within five minutes, you're like, oh, I remember that one, too. It's even yeah. better. When when Bowser plays the... the his, yeah, on yeah. the piano. Oh, my God, that's awesome. That's so good. And you know what? Peaches it's, it's is a, a fun song. It's a masterpiece. It's art. It really is. It's beautiful. It, it tears me up, honestly. Jack Black is perfect. I think the casting was excellent in this movie. Yeah. A lot of people don't like Chris Pratt as Mario, but I feel like people have more warmed up to him after the movie. But I mean, still they, aren't like, yeah, he's the best choice, but I, I think he did a good job. I think they $1.4 billion worth warmed up to him. So yeah. <laughs> I think he did all right. Yeah. I also feel like having that intense Italian accent the whole time maybe wouldn't have been the, the best. best. Yeah. I, I think we're totally fine with what we got. Oh, absolutely. And Charlie Day as Luigi. That might be the most perfect piece of casting. <laughs> My only complaint about him as Luigi is that Luigi is not in the movie enough. Yeah. But if we get another one, you know. Oh, maybe. I think we will. <laughs> <laughs> There's $1.4 billion saying that we might. Yeah. We might as well move from Illumination to DreamWorks. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm talking about Ruby, Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. Uh, what do you think about the animation? Thought it was as as we get into this, what we're calling standard. Yeah, this felt standard. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, definitely. I feel like a lot of the underwater stuff was pretty good. Really? Uh, yeah, I did. Huh. Like, uh, I know it's not animated, but there was a lot of talk about you know, with the Little Mermaid remake, didn't feel like they were underwater, right? This stuff, I to me, it did feel like they were underwater in the way that like their tentacles and like hair would like float and move around mm-hmm. i like the way that that was animated oh yeah, yeah uh, for sure. i'm also a fan of in animated movies when people just look like freaks like their arms and legs are like noodles and then everything else on them is like really strangely proportioned mm-hmm. and they did that they did that pretty well yeah yeah for sure <laughs> um yeah it's interesting that you said the water stuff was particularly good because i felt when I was watching it, I was like, oh, this is this is pretty decent animation, you know, on land and stuff. And they go to water, and I'm like, something's off. <laughs> it's not the movements that's off. But I'm in, like, I think mainly, like, her hair and her face when she's in the water. I'm like, I feel like not quite to the level that we're missing a layer, but also maybe almost to that level. I sure. don't know why, but that's how I felt. But not, like, terrible. But I was like, I feel like it was better when they're on land in terms of, like, texturing. Uh, but then the mermaid showed up at the end, and when she went like full mermaid mode, I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> I don't think that looks very good." But 
I'm not like mad about it. I mean, I couldn't do that. So <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Animation standard. Like you said. And moved on to how we feel about it as a movie. Uh, I'm going to use that same word standard. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't feel like I have really anything necessarily negative to say about the movie. The advertising, I think that they gave away a, a pretty significant twist for the end of the movie. Yeah. Just, like, casually chucked it out there in the trailer. And it would have been, like, kind of fun to not know that going in. Uh, but, you know, as far as, yeah. like, there's a teenager and they want to do more in their life, but their parents are strict and say, no, no, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. That's, like... 27% of all animated movies. <laughs> yeah. It did, they didn't do it poorly, but it is also just a very uh, run-of-the-mill storyline. Yeah. Um, when I watched it, it started and I was like, okay, I kind of I like this, you know, with the, the school and everything. And just, again, like you said, with the, the freakish animation. <laughs> but Not the animation freakish, but the freakish designs. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm into that. And about like 20 minutes into the movie... I was like, hold on a second. So we have a, a girl, a daughter, right, that is turning into a giant kraken in, like, what's the word? Um, like stressful moments. Yeah, stressful moments and stuff. Symbolizing puberty, basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And her mom can, has also turned into a giant kraken before, and she still can't. You know what I'm saying? And, like, and, okay. and it runs in the family of, of the women. You're like, really appreciating the uniqueness of the story and how and it's I was never like, been done before. Hold on a second. <laughs> and I'm like, her friend group, she's got like the, the crazy friend with like pink hair and whatnot. She's got the emo friend and there's the nerdy friend, but she's the nerdy friend this time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, this is just turning red. <laughs> Wait a second. Drew Mark's trying to pull a fast one on me. I'm like, uh, hmm, weird. Yeah. But instead of going to a band show, they want to go to the prom. So yeah. That's the key difference. Yeah. I was like, wow. Nice one, guys. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't hate it all that much, mostly. But there were some times where the mermaid, basically anytime the mermaid said anything, I was like, I want to find who wrote these lines. <laughs> and I, I want to teach them a lesson, because this sucks. But the movie doesn't suck. Just the mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's okay. Should we stick with DreamWorks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right i assume you're referring to trolls yes band together. yeah yeah okay <laughs> it's, gonna be hard, it's gonna be hard for me removing the animation from the movie itself all right, all right. it's fine mm-hmm. uh the there's a lot of like felt mm-hmm. that the characters interact with and i wish that they leaned into that more because it looks not bad mm-hmm. it, especially with like the stray like oh, yeah. hairs i guess or whatever yeah, kind of sticking yeah. out and frayed edges it looks good but then it's like kind of an outfit that someone will wear for like two seconds mm-hmm. or like a book that appears again for like two seconds mm-hmm. and it's like visually it's it's actually quite appealing to look at compared to just like clay trolls that have hair yeah, that sticks yeah. up um, I felt like felt specifically was something that they could have used more to enhance the movie a little bit, at least visually. 
Uh, do you want to speak to the animation from the trailers that you saw? Uh, I would, but I was experiencing emotions that may have compromised my opinion on the animation because those trailers sucked. And mm-hmm. every time I watched them, they just made me mad. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think I can separate the two at this moment. Because I didn't watch the movie. I'm no longer separating. This movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, it's one of those things where uh, the movie begins and you're like, man, this character just really wishes that they had a sister. Mm-hmm. Did they wish that in the first two movies? No, not at all. Of course not. But at the beginning of this movie, man, I wish I had a sister. Yeah. Because if I had a sister, life would be great. Well, I wonder where this movie's going to go. <laughs> oh my goodness, are you my sister? Who could have seen this coming? I don't know. That's insane. I feel like they also spoiled that she had a sister in the trailer. Maybe. But I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mentioned this last week, but they brought back NSYNC to like write a new song. Like, they brought them back together. Insects back, baby. To make this song for the Trolls movie, and it's not good. No. It's not good. <laughs> I have listened to this song. It, it's not good. No. You're all right. And, like, the voice cast, there's good actors in there. Like, I've seen Anna Kendrick do some pretty yeah. pretty good stuff. You wouldn't know it by, <laughs> by this. And I, uh. you know... I got. I'm gonna shift a bunch of that blame over to the writing. Yes, bunch of it to direction, because you can tell them to do more. Yeah, Anna, you gotta put more into that line. <laughs> like it, it, it's just too dry. Sorry, but instead they were like, "This is Anna Kendrick. She said it. It's cool. Put it in the movie." You know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Justin Timberlake's a good voice actor. I should say that. No, I don't. What, what, I don't know if I've seen him in anything else. I hope he hasn't done anything else. But in all three of these movies, his character has consistently been, like, the worst vocal performance. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Let's bring it back to Illumination here. Let's do it. Let's do it. With Migration. Oh, yeah. Animation. Uh, thought it was pretty good? Yeah. What I thought was really good about it was kind of the reverse of the Ruby Gilman. Yes. Instead of swimming. Yes. I thought that the flying scenes looked really good. Were really good. Really and good. especially when, like... Ducks would fly past them in the opposite direction. Yeah. And kind of whoosh past them. Mm-hmm. You could feel that. Yeah. But, like, um, the skies are animated, like, beautifully in this yes, movie. Yes, that's like, also wow. true. So just, like, watching them fly in the environments, I'm like, that's beautiful. Yep. That's beautiful. Also, um, like, their movements when they're flying aren't just standard, like, up, down wings. Like, you're actually like, okay, you're actually, like... You can see that the feather's, like, twisting a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. You've actually, like, studied this. Instead of being like, you right, put, you put thought and yeah. detail into this. And, and when when they first arrive in uh, New York, was it? Yeah, yeah, it like looks pretty cool with all the fog and everything. And I'm like, dang, this is kind of good. Yeah, uh, uh, even this is in the trailer as well. But when they when they're just about there and they just about to realize where they are, there's that red light. Yeah, yeah. Through the through the clouds. Yeah. Oh, that looks good. It does. The light dilution. Mm. Yeah. Yes, please. Absolutely. How do you feel about the movie itself? The movie? Oh, oh boy. I love this movie so much. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went um, with my sister and her friend, and we just couldn't stop laughing. Like, and I'm not saying that it was so bad that it's funny. No, it's not bad. It's actually, it's, it's, it's good, you know? But um, 
just at some of the absurdity of, of this movie, especially the chef. Yep. And he's got like a helicopter and he's like <laughs> hanging on the outside. I'm like, this guy's Batman. Wait, wait, like, wait, what wait, is wait. going on? <laughs> a helicopter that's shaped like a tiger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's got like gadgets and everything in it. And just his, his, his lines every time were so good because he doesn't have any. He was just... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just, one time he picked up the ducks and just like sniffed intensely and I was like this is amazing Yeah, I love this so much <laughs> it's so good it was so funny huh? and um there's a scene where this is not getting too spoilery here you know what I'm saying Yeah, but like there's feathers on the ground and another bird uses those feathers <laughs> to attach them to themselves and I'm like okay so you're gonna like glue the feathers or something I'm like, no, he just absorbed the feathers, I guess. And then he just had the feathers for the rest of the movie. And I'm like, okay, what is going on? But not in a bad way, in a way that just, I laughed and I, I loved it so much. And the ending, uh, I don't yeah. the ending with the other birds. Yeah. And I'm like, it's hilarious. how are they going to get there? I don't know. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I just, I had a, an absolute blast. The movie itself, I'm like probably like a you know seven out of ten like good but like my experience was like probably a 10 out of 10 experience yeah it was so good uh you know as far as the story and lessons go there's nothing profound here yeah uh but it's 90 minutes yeah and it's just a good bit of fun oh absolutely like if if you're feeling bummed out sit down throw on migration yeah I think there's such a small chance of you walking out of that experience going, I feel worse than I did going in. <laughs> it's so good. Just a blast. Really yeah. Uh, I have one more for what we're referring to as the standard 3D animation. Up next, I have the Paw Patrol. Oh, okay. The Mighty Movie. Yeah. Yes. Animation, this is one of those situations where, I can't even call it one of those situations. <laughs> I've seen some of the TV show. Not because I was super interested in watching it myself, but I've been around with, with younger mm-hmm. kids and watching sure. TV was on. Okay, we right? believe you, don't worry. So I know what the show looks like. Right. As far as how it's animated. And it's very clear that they've put more effort into making the animation cleaner and nicer for the movie. And I, I can respect yeah. that, because it looks not bad. Yeah. Well, that's like How to Drain Dragon in those shows. Yeah. Like, the movies are, like, beautiful, and then the shows are like, okay. Yeah, this is like, this is just... <laughs> The reverse order of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really have an issue with anything in the animation. I think the way that each of the pups get their powers and the way that their powers are shown mm-hmm. looks good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, especially because this needs to be accessible for a younger audience. For kids, yeah. Uh, visually, everything needs to be very, very obvious, right? Because you can't, you, you aren't yeah. going to lay out everything that's going on in a dialogue intense scene and then say that three-year-old's gonna understand everything now <laughs> you know <laughs> uh animation wise i think this movie nailed it yeah the movie is really great when it's focused on the pups ah yes the way their interactions with each other and and how they work to save the day good stuff whenever humans are involved Oh boy. <laughs> it's kind of weird, man. <laughs> huh. Including one of the weirdest things I feel they did in this movie. There's like a meteor that crashes into the city. And then they take the meteor onto their boat. It opens up and it gives all the pups superpowers. Except the one 
the one dog can't figure out what her superpower is. Now, yesterday, when they didn't have superpowers, they just had vehicles to go and, and take care of different incidents around the city. Right. They would all go, no matter what. One of the dog's jobs is just to demolish. But if they're going to, like, just put out a fire and not wreck anything, he's there. Mm-hmm. Right? This one dog doesn't know what her superpower is, and they're like, it's far too dangerous. You can't come with us. You need to stay on the boat. And I went, why? <laughs> you guys all went to everything before, <laughs> even when half of you were completely useless. Yeah. And if we're being realistic, she's more likely to find out what her superpower is on the job. Not sitting around on a boat going, oh man, I miss my friends. <laughs> I was like, what a weird lesson to put, like, <laughs> like if things change, but you're not with the times, uh, your friends are going to leave you. <laughs> wow! <laughs> okay. Huh. Yeah. But overall, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I find kids' movies weird. Like, kids' animated movies. When they have to, like, put attention into the animation, right? Yeah. And, um, and the reason this is is because... As a kid, I don't, I don't, sorry, I shouldn't say I find the movies weird. I find this, this whole idea to me weird that I'm about to talk about. But as a kid, you don't have any concept of what good animation is. You watch Hoodwinked and you're like, Oscar worthy. Oh yeah, like absolutely. (laughs) Like uh, Stuart Little had an animated movie. Stuart Little 3, I think it was the third one. And I remember loving that movie as a kid. And I was on Disney Plus the other day. I think Disney Plus. Or maybe, no. I was on my TV home screen. That's right. And it recommended it to me. And I watched the trailer. I was like, "This animation is awful. What the heck?" And it's it's so weird. <laughs> so like, but they have to put the animation, like the effort into the animation, because the adults are going to take their kids to the movie, and I mean, they don't want to make it terrible for them. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get positive fury. But like, you know what I'm saying? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just, wish you had mentioned that. <laughs> sorry. It's just it's so interesting to me. Looking back at old animated movies being like, wow, as a kid, I never realized that this was so terrible looking. Yeah. Well, and then what's funny with that is when you is when you kind of, in your head, go, obviously everything I watched as a kid doesn't stack up today. And then you go and rewatch like the animated uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas oh, yes. from forever ago and you're like, still holds up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. It's weird. And then there's some where you're like, I'm never rewatching that. I can't make it past the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I need to preserve my memory of this movie. Like, I don't know if I'll ever watch those uh, Bill Murray Garfield movies. I'm like, preserve the memory, man. Yeah. Preserve the memory. <laughs> <laughs> if you think they're good, you're going to want to preserve that memory. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were also on the TV. That's why I was thinking about that. And I'm like, 6%? Wow. I like those movies. It's weird. I saw a picture of... I can't remember the actress, but John's girlfriend holding Garfield, and he's clearly not there in the picture. She's just holding her arms out, and then it's just very poorly comped, and I went, oh boy. Yeah. Oh, jeez. All right. Move on to our next category here, which historically has been a very fascinating category. We're talking Mm. about DC animated movies. Yes. Because I think for years... DC has dominated Marvel monstrously in the animated movie Absolutely. category. Not even a competition. Both in quality and in quantity. Yeah. 
it's super fascinating and not all of them are good but yeah, but a lot of them are yeah that's true <laughs> uh i'm gonna start off because i discovered something earlier this year are you familiar with the tomorrow verse uh, it is totally okay if you're not i don't know what you're talking about so in 2020 dc animator released a movie called superman man of tomorrow Oh, okay. And unbeknownst to, like, almost everyone, they were kicking off, like, a new isolated continuity of DC movies. Didn't know that. Uh, Here we go. Superman, Man Tomorrow. Okay. Justice Society, World War II. Okay. Batman, The Long Halloween, Parts 1 and 2. I did watch those. Green Lantern, Beware My Power. And this year, we got Legion of Superheroes and Justice League War World. Okay. Now that's two, four, six, seven movies. The next one is Crisis on Infinite Earths. Okay, I was going to ask if that's connected <laughs> to it. And then that's getting a trilogy, and that's the entirety of its continuity. Oh, cool. Ish. Oh, are they not good? Long Halloween was really good. Yeah. Uh, it kind of feels like they're just cramming in a couple big stories, oh, yeah. like Man of Tomorrow and Long Halloween. And then putting some filler in there just so they can get to Crisis and have people in it. Hmm. Um, That's why I liked when they just, like, made movies. Yeah. Like, how about we do Dark Knight Returns now? Yeah. Dark Knight Returns, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> how about Flashpoint? Oh, yeah, let's do that. So I'll start with Legion of Superheroes, which is a Supergirl movie, essentially. Okay. All right. She left Krypton, Chip got knocked off course, she came to Earth right. super late. Right. Superman's already a thing, and she's starting to adjust to 21st century Earth. Interesting. So Clark says, all right, let's try this out. They go to the 31st century so that she can train with the Legion of Superheroes. Uh, Except there are, like, none of the Legion of Superheroes in this movie. Oh, cool. That's fun. (laughs) It's kind of like the C-tier superheroes. Ah, yes. And most of them are there for a joke. Hmm. And then the point of the movie is... Basically, Wonder Pets, what's going to work, teamwork, <laughs> Brainiac 5 and Supergirl learn that they need to work together, and then the movie ends, and it's like, oh. I didn't talk about the animation. Uh, it's interesting. It's kind of generally that 2D mm-hmm. that they use in most of this stuff. Uh, if you haven't seen a lot of the movies, it's very similar to the look of Invincible, the Amazon TV oh, okay. show. Right, right, right. But there's like a very thick outline on all the characters mm-hmm. that makes it feel a little different. Uh, and, and the background paintings are like very matte. Like nothing moves in the background mm. at all in these. So it had a kind of a distinct feel, which I thought was kind of interesting. And then the movie was kind of mid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Then there was Justice League War World. I I heard about that one. I didn't watch it. What an interesting movie. Mm -hmm. Now, the animation in this is very similar to the TV show Archer. Okay. It feels like a coloring book, Mm. kind of, but it moves. Right. But it's like there's not a lot of, like, shading. It's kind of like if your face is this color, your whole face is that color. Oh, interesting. Um, And visually it was all right. Now, the movie is essentially three different stories. 
because our heroes have been kind of mentally transported to other worlds so that they can see how they would survive in different contexts. Yeah. So it starts off with Wonder Woman okay. in the Wild West. Interesting. And I'm watching this, and it's very interesting. That is interesting. But I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> That's a classic. And then that kind of wraps up, and then they don't explain it, and all of a sudden, it is Batman and Wonder Woman in, like, Greek mythology. Okay. And they're, like, fighting monsters. Interesting. And again, I have no idea <laughs> what's going on. And then they, they fight the monster, and then all of a sudden, it's Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, but all out of costume, so so Clark, Bruce, and Diana, mm-hmm. in a black and white film noir murder mystery. Cool. And it was cool. That was cool. <laughs> but again, no idea what's going on here until they realize that they're in a simulation. And they kind of wake up, and it's like not even ten minutes of them being like, oh, we need to stop this. And then they stop the simulation, and then it's all over. Nice. <laughs> like you said... Sounds cool, though. In the three concepts, there is an element of like, I don't know what's going on here, but I, 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 I like it. <laughs> <laughs> this is cool. Yeah. If the, the weird part about the movie is just that you don't really know what's happening the whole time. And especially when you leave the Wild West... And you're like, this is way too early in the movie, you know, for this to, like, come back. Like, we're clearly done here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, And I believe that the implication is that they're being studied so that they could be picked by the monitor to go and do crisis. Probably. Yeah, that that checks. That checks. (laughs) Enough with uh, Tomorrow stuff. Uh, are you familiar with the company Rooster Teeth? I've heard of them. They they, they make uh, an American anime called Ruby. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this year we got parts one and two of Justice League X Ruby, mm-hmm. superheroes and huntsmen. Right. Uh, and animation wise, it's it's just Ruby's animation, which is kind of that's cool. Like uh. Like a more of 3D, more of a 3D feel of like anime. Mm-hmm. Like kind of that modern stuff that's less flat. <laughs> yeah. Like, is it like like CG? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. <clears throat> uh, and visually, I thought it was, it was good. In the first one, our, the Justice League gets kind of teleported to another universe where they're revered teenagers and they have kind of alternate costumes. Mm-hmm. And the alternate costumes look really cool. Nice. Like, uh, Superman's kind of wearing, like, a varsity jacket with, like, a t-shirt underneath of the oh, okay. yeah, Superman yeah. logo yeah. Seen the poster. on it. And, yeah, I thought that all the character designs were, like, really cool. Especially because, you know, you know what to think of when you think of Superman. Mm-hmm. See, you had to say, we're going to change that, but he still needs to be instantly recognizable. Mm-hmm. When he walks on, you go, oh, yeah, it's Superman right there. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and the movies are not terribly groundbreaking, but boy, are they fun. Nice. 
That's it's just a lot of them that. just fighting monsters. Yes, that's kind of cool. They'll take a break and be like, we need to find out what's going on here. We think we have an idea. Let's go fight some more monsters. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's fun. Uh, and I haven't watched a ton of Ruby, so I don't know necessarily how all the character mm-hmm. plots work in from the show into these movies. Um, but it was cool having kind of a Justice League will pair up with one of the members of Ruby and they'll talk about like yeah, like things that are like haunting to them. Like in Ruby, one of the characters has lost their home city. Like it doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And Batman's struggling with being away from Gotham because he doesn't know what's going to happen to it. So they can kind of connect over not being in their home city yeah, and, and struggling with that. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. Cool. Just, just good fun. Nothing wrong with that. What else you got? Oh boy. Alright, here oh, we go. <laughs> that's, that's, that's scary. I watched one called Scooby-Doo uh, and Crypto 2. Yeah. Uh, I liked Scooby-Doo. Nice. Growing up. Yeah. I, I think the concept of him is fun. I, I wasn't about to watch that Velma show that came out on HBO that apparently is the worst. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. I watched Scoob that came out a few years ago. Loved Scoob. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm a fan of, like, Scooby-Doo as, like, a IP, as an idea. Right. And, boy, was Scooby-Doo not interesting in this movie. Oh, that's sad. I'm sorry. But, luckily, it takes place in the DC universe. Nice. Unfortunately, nothing about Dang. what they used <laughs> was interesting at all. <laughs> well. It's, like, it's the Scooby-Doo gang working with, like, Lex Luthor to find out what happened to the Justice League because they've all disappeared. And it's like, obviously it was him. And then at the end, he's like, oh, darn, you got me. And I'm like, I knew it was you the second you walked on screen, dude. Yeah. And then he does the classic, I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for those meddling kids. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> this is the dumbest life with has ever appeared. <laughs> oh, and Crypto's there. Uh, he doesn't talk. Not the, he doesn't talk all the time. Um, but maybe he should have, because at least there could have been fun scenes with Scooby-Doo talking to Crypto. The same, like, that was the whole point of the thing, though. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's exciting. Not worth a watch. No. It's not connected to anything. It's totally standalone. Uh, don't do it. Alright. I won't, then. A weird one. A weird one. I'm not sure if I'm fully committed to not liking it in my head. It's called Batman the Doom that came to Gotham. Okay. Yeah. Uh, kind of a twist on on the Batman story where after Bruce Wayne lost his parents, he became an explorer. And he just traveled the world for 20 years. Okay. In which he picks up some some sidekicks, including one, Dick Grayson. Nice. And the movie starts off in, there in Antarctica trying to find this, this Cobblepot fellow. I wonder who that could be. How I wonder... <laughs> Um, Dang, and then yeah. they find, uh, like a mystical creature who possessed one of Cobblepot's crewmates on the boat. So they take him back to Gotham, mm-hmm. which is a bad idea. Right, right. Because <laughs> that's literally the doom that came to Gotham. Anyway, <laughs> uh, and then this kind of magic storyline starts going on. Okay. Now... What I was anticipating, and this is maybe a matter of my own poor expectations, I was expecting this to be 
the first Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movie, or The Haunting in Venice, where it's it appears mystical, ghostly possession and all that, but upon you know digging in, yeah. it's just trickery. Which is like the fun of watching the movie, right? Yes. It's like finding out what caused this. Until the point of the movie is Batman has to realize that there's no logical uh, solution. And and he just embraces magic and then has a fight with Rachel Ghoul, who's back from the dead. Okay. And I went, ah, I don't know, man. Oh, that's unfortunate. What, what I like about the Batman and... And kind of the stories around him is that they're they're generally grounded. Like yes, he fights a giant crocodile human hybrid. Yeah, but it's still like an accident happened to this guy. He became mentally deranged and then yeah, kind of went insane, started eating people. Right? Yeah, it's not this mystical creature from another dimension that came and Batman has to fight him. Yeah, there's like. I mean, there's some of those, but the best ones are always the... You know, half of his rogues gallery and the best ones are just people who are mentally ill and they're trying to kill yeah. everyone. And then this wasn't that. Oh. I was like, yeah. Bummer. Because the detective side is the fun part. Yes. But we'll end off with... I'm pretty sure it's the most recent one. Well, it was a Christmas movie, so... Yep. <laughs> Merry Little Batman. Oh, the animation in Doom... The King of Gotham is pretty standard. Yeah, most this of those DC ones 2D. are standard. Yeah. Yeah. The animation of Merry Little Batman is great. Is awesome. It's so good. Everyone looks like a freak. Batman's chin is three times the size of the rest of his head. So good. <laughs> they they look like uh, the cartoons that you'd read in like Saturday papers. Yeah. And I, I loved that so much. It, it also, there's an element to it that felt like it was drawn by a kid. Mm-hmm. Which is good because a kid's like the main character yeah, of this yeah. too. Uh, yeah, the character designs, the general aesthetic, it, loves it's, it. It's also like the the coloring that yeah. like shifts throughout yep. each yep. each frame, and it's like that's even fun. like even when they're not moving, yeah, the the brown on on like their face will be moving around. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. Yeah, not not moving in an obnoxious way, but like in a, oh, that's that's cool. Yeah, it, it yeah. was just very clear that they didn't have a picture there and then just pause on that image. Yeah, until it was time to move, but yeah. they were like constantly doing stuff. Yeah, it was it was yeah. kind of fun. Movie itself, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was so much fun, and it has my favorite type of Easter eggs, which is if you get it, it's good, it's fun, and if you don't get it, it has no impact on you watching the story. Down to like a, like Bruce, Bruce's cat is named Selena mm-hmm. after Selena Kyle, yeah. Catwoman. Yeah. What a funny detail. Mm-hmm. And and they make a bunch of, of jokes about the other movies. Like, Damien's looking at bat suits, and there's one with bat nipples, like George Clooney. Yeah. And he goes, well, that just leaves nothing to the imagination. And he moves right on. <laughs> yeah. And Damien at one point goes, hey, isn't there a way we could hack into everyone's phone and have eyes and ears everywhere? And the bat dad AI is like, that would be an insane violation of of privacy, and I would never, ever do that. Yeah. Which is funny, because Dark that's Knight. the end of The Dark Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just had a blast. Yeah. I liked, I liked some of it. I, I, I don't think, again, it was, for me, here, here's what I'll say. The movie's great. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Movie's great. Um, but not not everything about like the, I guess genre of the movie, kind of feeling like Teen Titans a bit, and kind of those vibes. And I don't really care for Teen Titans, so that's why I didn't love everything. But again, that's I'm I have absolutely nothing against this movie. It's like it's a it's not it's not it's it's a it's not you it's me. Yeah. Kind of you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like I don't love that. Just like with like Star Trek Lower Decks, I'm like I'm sure it's great. But I just don't like really care for those kinds of shows. Yeah. So that's why I just not a big fan. But the Easter eggs were really fun. And the animation was great. Yep. And the, even even the music sounded like the eighty nine Batman. Oh. Movie. It was so good. Yes. <laughs> oh, there's also some like Christmas carols in here. But they're like gangster rap. They're perfect. <laughs> They're perfect. It's like, what do I want for Christmas? And I want everything. All the dough. All the toys. And I'm like, this is awesome. I'm going to do this next year. Yeah. <laughs> also, Luke Wilson is Batman. It's so good. He 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 <laughs> he cannot work in, in pretty much any movie, any Batman story outside of this, but he's yeah. so good. Oh, he's amazing. Loved it. Had yeah. a blast. And those are my uh, DC, DC movies. Ones. Yeah. The one DC movie that I watched this year. <laughs> classic it's okay. i think i only have two in your category so oh okay should we move on to the next category i think we're ready okay anime movies anime let's go let's do it okay well where should i start i'm gonna start with the first anime movie that i watched this year um and that would be that time i got reincarnated as a slime uh, the movie Scarlet Bond. <laughs> Love these titles. <laughs> uh, basically, animation is... Um... Okay, here's the thing. I want to say... I want to let you know about this. A genre called isekai. That's the era of anime we're in right now. Which is... A character gets reincarnated in a fantasy world. And they're the most basic things you'll ever watch. There's like... Almost no uniqueness to any of them. Because they're just all carbon copies of each other and uh but slime's pretty good so (laughs) yeah it's it's fine a lot of people like it i think it's okay so yeah nice but it's just it's it's basic there's a movie called sasuke and miano graduation it's a it's a a boy's love story yaoi if you will uh (laughs) so i watched this movie and i'm mainly bringing this up because i want to talk about the animation but um have you ever been watching a romance and you're like, this would be made a hundred times better if there were a hundred shapes floating in the air at all times? Maybe 75. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, this movie takes it to the hundred level. It's just, there's always shapes in the air and I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> what are we doing here? But yeah, again, it's, it's one of those that I'm like, I mean... It, more people have given it five stars out of anything on Letterboxd. So, maybe I missed something. But <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe they did. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, yeah. But the movie itself, I, like, I don't really need to talk about it. The shapes of what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, oh. There's this movie, Lonely Castle in the Mirror. Mm-hmm. This is one of those that I did see in theaters, so that was pretty sweet. Um, animation. Here's 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 a problem with with some anime movies, is 
when you can see their feet move around while the background's like staying the same or or vice versa and there's a scene where the main character's like walking up a staircase and like her feet aren't even touching the staircase and i'm like come on guys (laughs) really but it's okay again it's like i i don't like complaining about animation because i can't do that right so it's like oh you could have done it better right it's like well i can't do that but also like sometimes you could have done it better you know yeah i just i feel bad about it but that's all i'll say yeah it was the movie itself was fine i think uh the best part was or maybe the worst part i don't know but the music is very dramatic in sometimes a good way but it's like the slightest reveal and just like you know it's like bad batch when nothing's happening and then Kevin Connors just going absolutely insane. And you're like, what's that? <laughs> no, oh, nothing's actually going on. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's 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 okay. It, it wasn't it wasn't bad. It's cool, man. Yeah. Oh, you were talking about the DC movie that you had no idea what was going on, but it was kind of cool for some of it. This is a movie, Gridman Universe, following two shows that I've been meaning to watch and knew I probably should have watched them before I watched the movie. But I didn't do that. And I had no clue what was happening. They explain it, but it doesn't help. <laughs> like, this is so weird. But it's really epic. So it was, it was a lot of fun. And the animation was good for the most part. Yeah. They did 3D animation in it as well. It was mainly 2D, but got some 3D. Um, and it, it looked all right. So I was like, oh, not bad. Yeah. Uh, speaking of 3D animation, I want to talk about the first slam dunk. This is a great movie, and some of the, like the best looking 3D animation in anime that I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, like and it because it had a mix of 3D and 2D, uh, 3D and 2D, in a way that like I've never really seen before. So that was pretty interesting. And again, the movie itself was great. I meant to see it and then didn't, but heard. Like, saw a lot of good reviews for it, yeah. so. And, like, as someone who, like, doesn't care about basketball, I was, like, engaged the whole time. I'm like, oh, come on, get it. Oh, come on, man. Gotta make that shot, dude. And I was like, wow, I don't care about basketball. What am I doing? But, yeah. And now you're a Lakers fan. Absolutely. I got the jersey on right now. Yeah. Just kidding. Uh, I talked about it a bit in the last episode that we did. But since I'm already talking about uh, CG animation, I might as well just bring up Blue Giant again. You know? The movie itself is, like, really good. But, again, like, they just keep inserting those weird CG shots. I, I went back because I was, I was making a video about it right now. Like I said, it'll be out by the time this episode's out. But I was like, wow. That's even worse than I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but it's okay. Again, I love jazz, so the movie was great. I watched others, like... There's a movie called The Rascal Does Not Dream of a Sister Venturing Out. Just, just basic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Animation is pretty good. It's pretty good. N- nothing I haven't seen before in like the world of anime, but pretty good. The thing I like about anime is that even like, oh, that's a standard style, right? I mean, like, for, that, general, for, that, for that genre, yeah. There's a general good feel to standard anime. Yeah. Um... And there's stuff like the isekai that I talked about that's like, oh, that's all standard. But like with the movie that I just talked about, it's like, oh, that's good. But like I've seen that before in this area. 
so it's pretty standard to this style of thing but it still looks good so so that's pretty fun but the movie itself was like ugh, i don't know man there's a, there's a really nice story about like his sister this character um who's like has amnesia from something that happened in a previous show that i didn't watch so i was <laughs> like all right cool <laughs> but uh and and yeah she was like trying to discover that she doesn't have to be who everyone thought that she was and she can like go out and like become her own person i'm like oh that's nice but like we spend the most of the movie around the brother who's like sitting around doing nothing i'm like wow that sucks thanks guys but yeah so it was whatever again sort of online there was a movie just basic stuff i watched a detective conan movie which is like um you you know alex Ryder? do you know yeah. yeah okay just think that but like anime so it was like it was fun nice our style is really fun on that one it's a unique one, so that's always fun to see. Okay. Again, I'm like again. I I watched a lot of like standardized, I guess you would say anime. Uh, Kaguya-sama, the romance movie. That's also a Christmas movie. A lot of fun and different animation styles for jokes, which is something that I like. So that's good. Uh, okay. There's one that I really want to talk about. But before I talk about that, I'm just going to bring up a movie called The Tunnel to Summer, The Exit of Goodbyes. Love these long titles. They're great. Uh, you watched Suzume. I did. And we'll talk about that in a second. But just think along that line. And that's kind of the feel of this movie. And so it's colorful and the art style is pretty similar. And it's like, that's ah, nice to look at. The movie itself was like, okay, I guess. But yeah. All right. The main one that I want to talk about, other than the two that you've seen, is called The Feast of Amrita. This one was so weird. So this is like a horror movie. And I was like, I was I was kind of scared to watch it. <laughs> I was like, oh, what if I'm scared? Oh. I'm laughing at you, but I also would have been scared. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll show you the picture. And I was like, oh, it's gross. Oh, I, I, yeah, I saw that you did that one. <laughs> I was like, I don't know about this one. But I watched it because it was like, oh, it's only 50 minutes. Easy. You know what I'm saying? So this is a, a movie by... What's his name? Sakamoto. Who did it on his own. Like, it's like a solo movie. Other nice. than voice acting, obviously. And, like, he probably had an assistant. But it's all credited to just him. So that's kind of cool. But, man, the animation's weird. Because, and this this one especially I don't want to diss. Because it was just one guy. So I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. But he he does 2D at different frame rates. Which is a technique, but no, I guess not like this. Because sometimes it's like six frames per second, and other times it's like, you know, the normal like twenty, I guess, or whatever it is. And it's it's a weird balance that kind of feels like he just decided to animate differently each day he was doing it. So that was weird. It also has a mix of CG anime that's like very different <laughs> movements. And he keeps going back and forth between, like, those three styles. Yeah. And I'm not really sure why. Like, sometimes, I guess, we'll talk about Suzume, but there's CG in that one. Like, the chair CG. And I'm like, I get why you did that CG. And you've mixed it together, so, like, nice. But with this one, it's like, you just keep moving back and forth. And you'll do the same shot with different animation styles. So I'm like, I'm not sure why. But, again, it was one guy, so I'm like, it's okay, buddy. 
you, you did good for, I guess. Okay, the movie, though. This was, like, one of the weirdest movies I've ever watched. So scary? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of... <laughs> oh, I just remembered something when he said that. I was going to say it's kind of gross because there's bugs and stuff. But um, there's a shot where, like, they're in this room, right? Okay, so I'll just talk about the story here. I'll, I'm going to spoil the movie because nobody's going to watch it. It's 18 reviews on Letterboxd. Okay. Um, so they're walking, these three friends, and they see this apartment, which is a prequel to his other movie that I didn't watch, but it, do- it doesn't matter. It's it's one where you don't need to watch the other one, so that worked out nicely. But then they see this, like, figure on top of it, and like, what the heck? And then the figure drops, and they're like, whoa, and then she gets, like, a headache, and then she runs into the building, and her friends chase after her, and then the building's haunted, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so they're in this room, and then, uh, like, a drain is, like, shaking, right? And you're like, oh, no. And then bugs crawl out of it. But it, the way he did it is kind of funny, because just imagine, like, a bird's-eye view of just bugs crawling around a table. And then he had, like, a shot of, like, like a head-on shot of, like, the sink from the side view, I guess. So, like, you'd see the cupboards and everything. And then just overlaid the footage that looks like it's from a different angle. So the bugs aren't crawling on anything. They're just crawling around in the air. <laughs> it looks really funny. I'm like, wow, nice one. That's weird. But yeah. Um, yeah, the story was so weird. And then they, she looked up in this window. And they were like in this alternate dimension. Where like now there was pieces of the building. And they were in one piece. And then there was these big, white, like colossal looking alien dudes. That were like eating bugs. And I'm like what the heck is this movie anyway they go back into the building and then her friend dies and is being controlled by a centipede and tries to eat her or something and i'm like what naturally naturally yeah, yeah right and it's like this movie is so weird and then she sees herself fall and die and she's like what the heck and then again and again there's like hundreds of herself falling and then it's revealed that it's like a groundhog day and she's trying to save her friends and just keeps dying and it keeps the timeline keeps repeating i'm like oh what are we doing here anyway and then she's like it's i realized that i can't save both my friends and leave this place because it's now revealed that the bugs need human vessels to leave the building I'm like all right whatever man I, <sighs> and then it ends and she's on a train with her friends like well that was all good and uh we're different now and i'm like oh, that's interesting and then it looked up the train track and then there were those big aliens and then it ended i'm like what cool man <laughs> what was that Weirdest movie I've ever watched. I, <laughs> it was it was an experience. I felt like I was on drugs. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's the one I mainly wanted to talk about. But I don't even have anything to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're welcome for spoiling it. No one's going to watch it. It's okay. Anyway. Now on to you. What do you want to talk about now? There's two ones that you watched. Uh, whichever order you want to do. Let's talk about Susan May first. What do you think about it? I want I want your thoughts to be out there first. Because I just talked. Uh, this may not be glaringly apparent, but I, I do watch less anime than you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ghibli would be my my main source, especially when it comes to movies of like what I've seen and and what I know, and most of the Ghibli stuff that I've seen. Is their older stuff in Suzume, which is not Ghibli. 
and this this is could be a it, it's a slightly different style and also just technology is you know more advanced yeah it's very crisp oh yeah like it feels like the lines feel sharp and they've put clearly put attention into like the backgrounds where it's more than just a matte painting mm-hmm. but it almost feels like a created environment yeah so when they're walking down the street it doesn't look like they're kind of walking into you know like wizard of oz where they're walking towards something but it's, you know yeah, yeah, if yeah. you held the camera they weren't they wouldn't get there yeah but it feels like advanced and it feels real and it feels tangible mm-hmm. yeah i really like the animation oh yeah i i love uh shinkai's animation especially in his older stuff too it's like very different and he did do one. I was about to say that Ghibli animation is like, like completely different from anything else in the end. It, it is, but he, Shinkai did do a movie that's like feels a lot like a Ghibli movie. So it's interesting to see like connections there. But like with his later stuff, Your Name and Onward, he's had this very distinct look, and it's just it's beautiful. Especially the skies. Yep. Him and skies are like every time I see a sky, I'm like, oh, that's nice. The starry nights. It's beautiful. And. There's a lot of, like, CG in this movie, too. Like I said, the chair CG. But I didn't even notice that it was CG the first time. <laughs> I watched it again, and I was like, oh, that is CG. Wow. Interesting. Because, like, they blend it really nicely. Yeah. And then there's the worm thing that looks, like, very weird. And I'm like, I kind of like it. <laughs> it's very, like, misty. It doesn't feel like... Like, it's a completely different style, the worm, from the rest of the world. Yeah. And I guess some people might not like that, but, like... I thought it was kind of cool, a unique, whether that was intentional or not. I'm like, this is how I'm taking it, and I think it's cool. I think if that was unintentional, they really landed on something by mistake. Yeah, well, I mean, unintentional <laughs> as in, like, maybe they weren't specifically thinking, because it's an, like, otherworldly being, it should look like not the world. It was intentional to be CG, but I wonder if that's what they were had in mind, or if they were just like, it'll be quicker to do the CG or not. Yeah. Yeah. But it does go 2D, like, when they close the door and like lock the key the worm turns into 2d and explodes i'm like that's cool but yeah what do you think about the movie itself though animation side it yeah good yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna try and go with some complex sentence but uh I've, I've seen a few of these where it's just like you go on an adventure and, and what the final end goal is is maybe not you know, very clear, and you're kind of discovering that little by little along the way, and then just weird stuff happens, but also just fun stuff happens along yeah. the way too. And I, it's interesting that we keep bringing up Ghibli for this movie because a lot of Ghibli movies are are written like that. Yeah, so it's an interesting connection there. I will say, like the there's a, like a, a little moment where she like babysits kids that I'm like, this maybe doesn't need to be in here, but it's not bad. That that was the same when she goes down and is hanging out with like the the bar staff, right? Yeah, like that's the that whole section. Yeah. I, I probably like the second half of that more than the first half. Yeah, me too. But because you get to meet like some fun yeah. characters. Yeah. Do you want to tell me how you feel about the movie? Oh, I, I, I it's good. Yeah, it's good. I, I like Shinkai's movies. Again, he does he does a thing where I'm like, it's kind of questionable, but not so questionable that it's like this is weird, but it's like relationships and age gaps that I'm like. Not all of his movies, like um, Your Name and Wedding With You, have are close to an age. But, like, 
he he made a movie called Garden of Words, where like it was like a, a thirty year old and like a fifteen year old. And I thought that was gonna be like really weird, but then it wasn't fully romance, which I thought it was gonna be. So I'm like, okay, but there's still an element where I'm like, but I feel like this might be leaning towards romance here. But we don't, we never go full there. But I'm like, yeah. I feel like we might. But like here, she's in high school and he's in university. And I'm like, I think she's like, I don't know when she's in high school. She's, I think she's 17 and he's in university. Almost done. Because he was like, he, he was going to become a teacher. But then because he turned into a chair, not that happened. But so it's like, you're, you're bordering on like weird. But again, like, I guess not really. But like almost, but I still have that weird feeling, but not completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's still good. I never, never felt like they went too far with it that it was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I feel like we like we can get there. We totally can get there from here. But I'm like, we haven't got there yet. But I feel like we're like, oh, oh, are we getting? Oh, are we getting? No, no, not yet. I'm like, this is like, I, I feel like. It, it does help that he's a chair for most of the movie. So it's an emotional connection, not just a physical yes. arousal, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's no, a good movie. Agreed. All right. Well, can we talk about a Ghibli movie now? I think we can. Let's do it. Boy and the Heron. What'd you think? Gorgeous. Absolutely. This... <laughs> and this movie took six years to make because it was all hand-drawn. And I'm like, nice. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you, Miyazaki. Thank you. Uh, it, it is new, so we won't, I don't think we'll spoil too much of it. Or as little as possible. But there's a fire at the beginning of the movie. And, and this it's is, in the trailer. It's in the song. trailer. And it's very streaky. Yeah. And, like, kind of slowed. But it almost feels like... Uh, it feels like like the smoke it feels is like like distorting you, the picture a bit. And it feels like you're hitting your brakes on your bike or on your car on like yeah. a gravel road. And j- 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 yeah, which is kind of almost like it's trying to pull the character back from mm-hmm. from well, the yeah. fire. Yeah. Uh, and and throughout, I mean, incredible character design, oh, yeah. incredible worlds that they've oh, they've yeah. created, uh, and it just it looks good, and yeah. and the movements feel intentional. Oh yeah, like uh, the frogs that kind of climb over him at one point. Mm-hmm. The way that they move is mm-hmm. like, like they don't just jump onto him and cover him, but they kind of like they almost like, like slither yeah. and move their arms just a little bit. Yeah. yeah, every everything that's weird feels weird, but never to the point of like didn't like that. <laughs> I feel Unless like you're supposed to not like it, but well, yeah, but like I think it's just like I mean, like every Ghibli movie I've seen. With weird stuff in it. It's never been, like, bad weird. It's always been, like, well, that's weird. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, the heron, I'm like, well, this is weird. Awesome. Like, yeah. good job, guys. It's really Whatever weird. the heck is going on there. It's like, you did, you did a good job. Yeah, this movie's beautiful to look at. That's just, like... It's, it's weird because when I first started watching Ghibli movies, I didn't, like, care for the animation. Not that I was, like, it's a bad animation, but, like... It's it's a thing of it never connected with me. Like mm-hmm. I watch a Shinkai movie and I'm like like that like a, like attaches itself to me, right? Like I just like I feel through that animation. But I never really did with Ghibli. 
but I watch more and more, and I watch Wind Rises, and like I love everything about that movie. It's a masterpiece. And then every other Ghibli movie I've watched after that, I've been like, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, because I like watched all of his movies before this one, because I'd only seen a couple like until not that long ago. I'd only seen like Spirited Away and maybe like one or two others. But yeah, I, I had the privilege of seeing a bunch of them at like a Ghibli Fest. Yeah, Ghibli at Fest. the theaters. Yeah, which is a weird name to call it because it's, they play one movie for a week or two per month. For, like, most of the year. Yeah. So it's like, okay, sure, it's a fest, but it's also from March till December. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in going to see them, they would have people talk before the movie about mm-hmm. things in the movie. And a lot of what they would talk about is how Ghibli would do, like, advanced things in animation years before anyone else. Like, even, like, Disney, who was, like, the forerunner for all things animation like they made the first animated movie um but like disney would have a bookshelf and then whatever book the character was going to grab that one would be animated separately and you'd always know what book they were going to grab and then uh i think it was for it was for whisper of the heart where they went why do we only animate one book let's put like 30 on there so it's like 30 percent of the books look like they could be removed from the bookshelf and it adds a little bit of like depth to the world where it's like Mm -hmm. there's not one book on the shelf that the character's going to read they have options Mm -hmm. and stuff like that what a weird tangent for me to go on I don't know where this is going I just talked about Ghibli animation it's It's good stuff it's been good Yeah, and I like this one Yeah, and what I like you know we're talking about the weird stuff Super weird. This movie is super weird. Oh, really weird. But at no point is it ever, like, lost on you, the point that this is an emotional journey for our main character. Yeah. And I will not pretend to understand, like, more than half of what (laughs) happened. And and symbolism. And parakeets. I don't know. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, I've I've seen, like, people, like, provide explanations for, like, super, like, like this specific detail, like, like this is what happened to him with this specific item, and this is what it means. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I like that. And if I, you know, maybe one day I'll sit down and commit to watching a YouTube video breaking down everything, and I'll be like, oh, that's cool. But it's also not a movie where I think you need to understand. No, I mean all the symbolism and everything. Yeah, I mean Joe Hisaishi, the the composer. Yeah, he like even said he's like, this isn't a movie to search for meaning. It's the one you gotta like feel through. I was like. Man, I mean, you, you just, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, man. The talent of this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's, they did a really good job. Man, the opening of this movie is so good. I just want to say that. Yeah. Like that, we talked about the fire and stuff, but like, immediately I was like, oh my goodness. It's beautiful. It's a masterpiece. But, um, okay, as time has gone on, I've never stopped thinking about this movie. And it's like, just... Like, I've continued to think about it, you know? It's, like, continually, continuously in my mind. And that doesn't really happen a lot. I feel like, you, you know, you just watch a movie, like, oh, okay. Anyway. Moving on. But, like, I don't know. It's just, it's stuck with me. And I just am loving it more and more as I think about it. And, like, listening to the score, it's... Oh, it's so beautiful, man. 
just that like the piano score and it's so different from every other score that he's done yeah which i loved like it wasn't the you know upbeat like Howl's Moving Castle or anything but it like suited the movie perfectly it was a beautiful movie that's all I'll say you know it was beautiful it is interesting especially because we marked down our, our reviews on Letterboxd mm-hmm. you can go back later and say oh wow <laughs> a fast X of four <laughs> five <laughs> like yeah I remember Jason Moe being good but I didn't remember loving the movie that much <laughs> Yeah. And that's, that's the cool thing about, like, looking at reviews of how you felt when it came out and then how your thoughts have changed over time and sometimes movies get better and sometimes movies get worse. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, like, I made a YouTube video as soon as I got back from the movie. I had it out <laughs> that morning. And, um, like, because it was, like, my immediate thoughts. And that's, that's what I wanted to get out there. My immediate thoughts from this movie. And I said in, in my video, I was like, the animation's beautiful. I wasn't, like, blown away or anything right because like i've seen it before and not not in a bad way but it's like i wasn't like oh my goodness like just in awe i was just like yeah that's, that's good looking and i'm thinking about it more i'm like wow that was crazy <laughs> that was beautiful yeah it's crazy yeah. yeah it's a good movie moving on to essentially the movies that inspired this episode movies with with unique distinct animation yeah that's not an anime because Yes. There are very unique stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know we said that people only talked about this one, but maybe we start with Spider-Verse. Let's do it. There's not a lot to be said. Everything what? about it has oh. been said. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> this is not much about this movie. You know, it's fine, I guess. <laughs> but also... This movie's it's incredible. Really, <laughs> it's really visually amazing. Yeah. Uh, and just... Like you had mentioned with the other movie, difference in frame rates. And this movie does that really well. Yeah, it's intentional in this one. Um, it feels like yeah. this has this serves a purpose to the story. Like how Miles and and Miguel will be animated on, on mm-hmm. opposite frames because they're not in sync. They're mm-hmm. they're opposing each other. And you'll even see, you know, that difference they'll they'll be in sync. Characters will be in sync when they're on the same side and then fall out of sync when they're not with each other. Yeah. That happens with like Gwen and Peter B. Parker. I mean, probably the most visually interesting character in this movie is Spider-Punk. Who, mm-hmm. every different element on his body is animated at a different frame rate. Yeah. It's incredible. It, it looks oh, so really good. cool. <laughs> Very unique. And like, those are the first like 20 minutes of this movie. is just like Spider-Gwen. Yeah. And... That's, in like that watercolor yeah. world oof dude. and like different shots are like with with the change in shot comes a change in the color palette yeah and i'm like wow which uh, i haven't like looked into like the meaning of like what this color means like color theory yeah for each emotion yeah. but like it's definitely there yeah uh like there's the scene where she runs and gives her dad's a hug yeah that's what and i'm like, thinking about like the room like starts glowing a different color yeah it's good. It's good. Uh, I love, and a lot of this is just carryover from the first one. But they use uh, the dots and the stripes that they've used in comic mm-hmm. books to save on ink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as ways of like doing shading and shadows and stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Or even in the background of of the cities, 
the farther you go away, the less complete the buildings are. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a scene where they just... It was in the first trailer, uh, second trailer, where his mom goes to talk to him on the roof. Yep. And, and they're looking over the city. And half the buildings are just like a line straight up. Yep. Maybe a little bit over on the top to like say here's where the corners. Mm-hmm. And then there's nothing in there. Yeah. It's like, oh. It's, it's amazing. It's kind of cool, man. <laughs> it is. And like you're talking about specific characters animated differently. Vulture. Yep. At the beginning. That's amazing. Like the, the Da Vinci yes. drawing. Yeah. And like how you can see like the cutout of the paper around his outline. Yeah. Like yep. his outline isn't where it stops. It's like a little bit. And it's like not like clean either. It's like as if someone oh, like ripped it out of a book. And there's so much of that, that messiness. Yeah. In that movie. It's so good. It's great. Yeah. Also... On the animation <laughs> side as well. You're talking about cinematography in animation. This movie is it's perfect. Like <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it just is. Ah, oh, it's beautiful. And like in like those final moments on that in like the rain and everything. Yeah. Oh when Miles is running in the rain, that's like probably my favorite shot in the movie. It's like, wow, that's that's everything I, I ever wanted actually. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. And animation aside, the movie's really great. Oh my goodness, it's so good. <laughs> it, it's, it's. Uh, I've actually deleted Facebook because I was getting too annoyed with with too many spoilers, or just opinions coming up about oh. about the state of Hollywood and this and that. And I was like, I just, I need to just not hear this right now, but to hear the multiverse is already overused and it's still new. You know, comic book fatigue, all this and that. And then this movie comes out and went, guess what? We're doing comic books and multiverse, and you're going to love both of it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking of that side, I'm not fully on, like, death to Hollywood here. Yeah. Right? But it, it is, like, a fact of the matter that they made a lot of mediocre stuff. So people are like, oh, well, I'm tired of that. And, like, yeah. but, but, hold up, before you get tired completely, we can make good movies still. You're like, thank you. Like, yeah. Guardians 3 was incredible. Spider-Verse was amazing. My goodness. Yeah. So good. I'm like, yeah, you still can do good stuff. So it's not that we're tired of this stuff. It's just we're tired of you not putting this much effort into it. Yeah. Because there's a big difference between, like, um, how much effort they put into Shazam 2, which I didn't hate, by the way, versus how much effort they put into Guardians 3. Yeah. Like, this is not a comparison. Yeah. And same with Spider-Verse, right? It's like, wow, you clearly cared about this movie. And that's what I love about it. It's so good. Ready for the next one. Whenever it comes out. Yeah. If it comes out. Please come out. (laughs) (laughs) Because we don't need to talk about it. Because we talked about it in the last episode. But the music is also just... Perfect. 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 Yeah. I'm going to move on to one that everyone called... Everyone said this movie looked just like Spider-Verse. Oh. Not true at all. No, not even close. It's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> Mutant Mayhem. Yes. At some level, I can see it. You know, 2D animation with a lot of that hand-drawn element in there. With a lower frame rate? Yeah. I, the lower I frame rate's the kind of, And to say, oh, you know, it's cool that like this has sort of a Spider-Verse feel. I can I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. But to say that this movie looks like Spider-Verse, get out of here. Not, not even close. Because they took the idea of, like, the hand-drawn mm-hmm. and just baked it into this movie. Oh, absolutely. The traffic lights aren't circles. 
and the light turns on, inside this misshapen circle, yeah. there's like a, 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 a swirl yeah. that looks like it, someone just took the pen on a table and made a circle six times, yeah. right? The, well, they, they said about the animation for this movie, they're like, we wanted to make it look like concept art yeah. from a child drawing. Like, this movie looks like it's drawn by a child who hasn't developed the rules to say, no, don't do that with drawing yeah. it. So they're like, they just like go all out. And that makes people look so weird. And it's amazing. I love the character designs. It's so good. They're like the, uh, the weirdest what, people what's I've ever this seen. Dr. Baxter at the beginning of the movie <laughs> looks, he looks more freakish than the, the freaks, freaks that, that he, he makes. makes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love the character design on the turtles. Oh yeah. Um, Splinter looks great. All the mutants, yeah. The buildings, background, just the uneven lines. Yeah, aesthetically, awesome. Oh, it's an experience for sure. Yes. What about the story? Excellent. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell and I'll tell you. This is how good it is. When we did our Ninja Turtles episode, I think you and I both came to the place where we went. This is number two, because at nineties one, the first Ninja Turtles movie. It's number one. I'm struggling, man. I think I said it was my favorite. I can't. That was a long time. I can't remember. I can't remember. This it's, it's my favorite now. That's all I know. It's neck and neck, man. It's <laughs> and that's you know to be realistic, it was probably nostalgia. You know, keeping that '90s one up high. That's okay. It's a that's wow. Okay. This movie's really good. <laughs> it is. And we mentioned it, but how? awesome is it that you finally went oh we should cast teenagers <laughs> as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and not the and first letter <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's great and Jackie Chan as Splinter was just what a stacked voice cast too oh, absolutely. just everyone's <laughs> in this Ice Cube yeah John Cena yeah just take that sensation of good and that's that's how we feel about this movie. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's good. It's good. Uh, this one, almost, this next movie, almost feels like it, it fits into that standard category that we talked about at the beginning. But I feel like that would be insulting to put it there. I want to talk about Elemental. You had me there for a second. <laughs> because the animation in this movie... Is really, really great. It is. Also, it's different. Like, yeah. very different looking. Specifically with the main character, the fire girl. Mm-hmm. And how different parts of her go back and forth between how transparent they are. Like fire. You know, the, the edge of the flames you can see through more than yeah the base of it and everything. Uh, and, like, just seeing the heat waves distort the background around her. The way that the image is distorted when you're looking through the water, people. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's good. It's, it's the integration of the elements into the environment. So you're like, wow. I can't. Yes. That's amazing, actually. You know, you can look at that and say, well, they clearly put, you know, attention to detail here. And then they show you how much detail, yeah. attention to detail they put in, where the credits is just all the companies and, and products that are just puns that yeah, were from the movie. So good. And you just spend the whole credits laughing because you're like, oh, that's a that's a fire pun, that's a water pun, that's a tree yeah, pun. It's amazing. 
Unless you don't like puns, in which case the credits are just hell. <laughs> <laughs> but as a lover of, like they they were they were dad jokes. Oh yeah, they were dad jokes, and I, I loved I love me some good dad jokes. So I I had a blast. But yeah. Also, ever since the Good Dinosaur, Pixar has just nailed water. Oh, and, yeah. You know, it's a little different with the water people. You know, do that, but when the water kind of crashes through the city. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, personless water. Man, it looks so good. It, it does. So... And especially because water is, like, one of the hardest things to animate. Yeah. Like, wow. You nailed it. You can tell, like, oh, that's, that's that's CG water. But, like, this looks real the way it's, like, yeah. folding over itself and yeah. and bouncing off of walls. Oh, dude. That looks good. Yeah. And for uh, story and such... Forget bring it. Uh, here's what I'll say about Elemental. It's like a B tier Pixar movie for me, but a B tier Pixar movie is still Pixar. That's really really good and better than a lot of other movies. I I I do consistently get frustrated when people just lump in Pixar movies with Disney movies. I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's even even the really good Disney movies, I'm like, don't that's let's not blend these two here. Yeah, the it's romance cool. element of it, I enjoyed way more than I thought it was going to. Oh no, I think they did a really good job with it. Uh, and then also having it as like a an immigrant story as well, mm-hmm. which I was completely oblivious to walking in, and I went, what an amazing element, pun intended, yeah. to bring into this movie. This movie watching was it what watching this movie was interesting because I basically knew nothing about it. Yeah. So that was oh, that, very they're, fun. They're so good with their advertising with that too. I know. Like so when good. you watch the trailer for Soul, you don't know how that movie's gonna go. No. <laughs> but you know it's gonna be good. Oh, and... oh Soul man. Oh my goodness. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well what, what do you want to talk about? Since you're talking about lumping Disney movies with Pixar, do you want to talk about a Disney movie? I do. Yeah? And you're asking me to talk about it by myself. I have not watched this movie. <laughs> Alright. <clears throat> Talking about Wish. And the animation, I find, really, really nice. Uh, the beginning of the movie is basically the beginning of Shrek. In that, and not much more, that a book opens. Right? And then we look on the pages... And so, this whole movie is meant to look like watercolor illustrations in a storybook. And I thought they nailed that. Chris Pine has, like, magic powers. You see some of that in the trailer. And even that felt like... all. Uh, see, this, all the animation, to me, felt very consistent in that watercolor feel. And it felt like there was, like, paper behind it. So it kept like a flatness to it, but there was still a beauty too. I mean, you go to an art gallery and all those campuses are flat. And those are still pretty impressive paintings, right? Mm-hmm. So even with the lack of, you know, perceived depth, uh, I thought it was an excellent looking movie. And the story itself is totally fine. <laughs> uh, I think the... The bad part about it 
is that in some ways they tried to sell it as the great celebration of 100 years of Disney. And that doesn't always work. <laughs> and, you know, if you're like, we're, everything that Disney's ever done was leading up to this. Yeah, that's not gonna, <laughs> that's not doing it. But as like another, if you just look at it as like another Disney movie, like I can think of a few other recent ones that were, this is way better than Strange World. Way better than that one. That one was kind of nothing. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the trailer, and I think interesting things about the animation. I like that they wanted to do a storyboard thing or a uh, storyboard. No. Storybook. Storybook. There you go. <laughs> you know, but I think they should have gone full in with it because in the trailer and clips that I've seen, the the three D faces and, and like animation and like the bodies and stuff look really weird to me like they don't look f completely finished or like mixing with the background well but and then it, it made me think i wonder because this is happening in like say like the anime industry or something all the old animators are like like i said old <laughs> right and they're lacking like veterans in the field and they're they're, tr they're trying to get more but they're like concerned about it a bit but i'm wondering if because disney hasn't done 2d animation and like at that scale at that scope in so long i'm wondering if like maybe they could have gone back for like we're going like traditional animation but like new like modernized traditional animation but i'm wondering if like they don't have enough like veteran animators like with that style to be able to produce this movie at that scale yeah i'm like that's an interesting thing to think about but yeah. You had mentioned the the faces and stuff looking off to you, and then I tried looking for that when I watched the trailers and stuff again. I didn't see it, mm -hmm. but yeah, that's just oh, a yeah. different eyes, I guess. Yeah. All right, we'll, uh, we'll do the next one. Uh, is it, this movie doesn't have animation that's unique to this year, but it, it also didn't feel right putting this in with, with the other categories. Oh, yeah. I'm going to talk just briefly about Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget, which is claymation. Not a new thing. They've been doing it for a while. Yeah. Um, and the company, Ardman, mm -hmm. was on a roll. They were cranking up walls and grommets. So good. Doing Chicken Run. And then their factory burned down. This was a long time ago. And that really put them at halt because everything they had just melted. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a, that's a lot to, like, build back from nothing, right? But there's been other studios doing it, Leica being a big one. And I, I'm a big, big fan of Claymation. Mm -hmm. Especially because you just, you can feel in the, watching the movie, oh, this took you a long time. Yeah. It was like watching Pinocchio was great. Cause yeah. Like, wow, this is crazy. Um, One of the posters in our studio is Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh, yeah. And at one point in the movie, they fight a massive skeleton. Mm -hmm. And then in the credits of that movie, they show them making the skeleton, which is like eight feet tall in real life. Yeah. And then them animating the characters fighting up and around it. And you're like, wow. That's crazy. 
And I'm like, with this, you can't take a shortcut. No. There's no, I'm not feeling this today. Maybe I'll move it two positions instead of one and hope that no one will notice because it'll be very noticeable. Yeah. Um, and the claymation in Dawn of the Nugget is good. And you can tell that just, you know, the technology has just come that much further from the first one over 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> where it just, it feels smooth, but there is that choppiness yeah. to it where you can tell, oh, they this is pictures, yeah. <laughs> right? There is a little bit, like, in the background, they'll use some CG and stuff will happen. But it's not, it never feels like they took, they cheaped out mm-hmm. and went, oh, what is it? We'll just do this on the computer. It'll be no big deal. Yeah. Just some background details and stuff. And as a movie, it's fun. And Netflix, for once, did something that I just put a smile on my face and I went, I think you guys did it. And I wish I would have seen this before because this individual tweet would have put Chicken Run Dawn of the Nugget on the best advertising (laughs) in our last episode. At the end of Chicken Run, Miss Tweety, the villain, is like hanging on the the back of the bird that they've made, and she falls to her death, supposedly. But she's back against the villain in this one. And Netflix made a tweet that was just a picture of her from the trailer, and it said, somehow Miss Tweety returned. And I went... Amazing. Yes. (laughs) That's perfect. Making fun of the worst line in Star Wars (laughs) ever. (laughs) At some level... It's just chicken run again. Instead instead of the machine making them into pies, it makes them into chicken nuggets. <laughs> and they have to get out. Yeah. But uh they added in like a bit of more of a family element to it. The same crazy characters are back. Yeah. And blast. Yeah. For sure. All good stuff. Absolutely. Well, this is a movie that I the only thing I knew about it was that people I heard like someone talk about it once. Like on the internet, probably. And I was like, oh, that's not bad. I was like, all right, cool. So, uh, I watched this movie called Nimona, right? Expecting like, oh, that's not bad. And, uh, I, it, it was, it was amazing. I loved it so much. And I about, completely agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, oh, man. What a movie. Okay, so let's talk about the animation of this movie first, right? That's that sort of thing here. Wow. It's so interesting. So different. And sort of, I I find it hard to describe the look of this one. I know, yeah. It's 2D, but it's flatter. <laughs> but it's also 3D. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also like... Like the colors are... <laughs> I was like, sharper but duller. <laughs> <laughs> the shading is sharper but duller. Yes. Nothing makes the, the sound shading more... is quietly loud. Yeah, <laughs> nothing, nothing makes it sound more stuck up than like, oh yes, the the animation had a had a quiet loudness to it. <laughs> but I don't know how else to say it. Just watch like, like you can watch it or you hover, might understand what we're saying or right? hover over it on Netflix and you'd be like, oh, that does look cool. Yeah, it's oh, it's really good looking, and like the movements are really really fun. Like the whole environment of it is great. Yes. I love the world that it takes place in. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, it's medieval. Like, we got castles and we have knights. But the knights have floating cars and laser guns. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. 
it's interesting because it's not like um it's not a fantasy thing brought to the modern day it's like if the modern day was brought to fantasy and even almost future <laughs> as well yeah like yeah. If future if the futuristic society yeah instead of like you know it's like it's 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 weird but it's great it's so interesting and, and the story top notch oh absolutely Again, uh, I was like, this would be pretty good. And then I was like crying. I was laughing. I was crying. It was. Uh, I can sense that we're not spoiling it. Might as well not. I don't know. Uh, I, had, I, I had it spoiled. And I was like, ah, bummer. Because I, I wish that I hadn't. Because that would have been a really fun reveal in the movie. As to like. <laughs> You're trying to like explain it to me without spoiling you it. You know, the elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well worth a watch. Oh, Absolutely. And again, like, there's lots of twists in this movie. And some of them are like, oh, yeah, that was obvious. <laughs> and the other ones are like, oh, shoot, I was not even thinking about that because I was just paying attention to this obvious one. That's, yeah, wow. They do a really good job in this movie. And the score is Christoph Beck. He did um, WandaVision, Ant-Man. Ant-Man, Frozen, other stuff. But that's what my brain's going to be like, oh, man, yeah. it's, it's beautiful, man. He does a good job. He does. Also, this is probably the funniest movie I watched all year. Like, this is the most I've laughed in the movie. Like, not ironically. I laughed a lot at Migration because of how absurd the chef was. Yeah. But this one, like, legitimately, like, the jokes I thought were hilarious. I loved it. And the the chemistry between Riz Ahmed and Chloe Grace Moretz. (sighs) So good. Really good. (laughs) The chemistry between the two individuals in the room by themselves was great. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But they, they did it good. They did it good. So you know what? I think we did good too. I think we did. We brought, we brought attention to the eight people listening to our podcast. Yes. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel I feel good about this. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's just quickly, of, of the animated movies you saw this year, uh, which ones are like your top movies and which ones are, are low? You, you can be as many as you want. Okay. Well, at the bottom, I'm just going to list off a couple here. But I'm going to put Teenage Kraken. Sure. Because I shouldn't have a good time. I just, I just didn't. Uh, I didn't talk about it in the anime, but it was quintessential quintuplets. You mentioned that last week. Yeah, I mentioned it last <laughs> week, but I totally forgot about it this time. But yeah, that's like that's like second or first worst. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. And then there was the Sword Art Online movie that I didn't talk about much. I just mentioned its name. But it, in it, uh, here, here's what I'll explain it. If you like stories that don't feel connected and that have no stakes during like the final battle that should have stakes, and then they just kind of like do it, they're like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be so difficult. And then like 10 minutes later, like, oh, that was done. Nice. And then there's 20 minutes left, and I'm like, oh shoot, I thought we were done. Then it's a great movie if you like that. I don't know. If you like bad movies, that's the one for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you? What are some bad ones that you watched this year? I think the only two that I feel passionately enough to put on the bottom would be Trolls, Band Together, and Scooby Doo and Crypto Team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Scooby Doo felt like it should have just been inoffensive enough to like just yeah whatever. But to have no joy from two franchises that have brought me joy come on guys <laughs> come on, what are you doing yeah 
How about some top ones for you? Some top ones. This is actually really difficult. And I don't want to order it. So I'm not going to. You don't have to. Because I was trying to find an order. <laughs> and I can't decide. Because Boy and the Heron wasn't my number one. And then I thought about it more and I'm like, dang it. This actually might be number one for me. But I don't know. So I'm not going to say anything. But Boy and the Heron is up there for sure. Incredible movie. Obviously, talking about Spider-Verse. Really good. I love Susan May. And, uh, I mean, Nimona. Come on. So good. And I, you probably got that from listening to us talk about it. But yeah. I like those movies. But Boy and the Heron might be number one. But I don't want to say that officially. But it's in the running. What about you? Just throw four out there for you. I'm throwing Super Mario Brothers movie up there. Oh, yeah. That was a good time. Absolutely. Spider-Man Cross Spider-Verse. Beautiful. As the kids say, obvi. Do, do they say that? At some point they said that. <laughs> okay. I don't know if they still do that. <laughs> uh, Ninja Turtles. Oh, that's Mayhem. That's great. Out there. And then, again, Nomona. Yeah. Uh, Nomona was probably the biggest surprise for me this year. Me too, because I was expecting absolutely nothing. <laughs> other than, this movie might not be bad. I was house-sitting, and it happened to come out, like, right before I was house-sitting for this house. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'll watch this movie. And then I was like... It was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was really great. Well, these are movies that we have seen, and we know that they're great. Yeah. Next week, we're coming back to talk about movies that we hope will be great. Yeah. Coming out this year, 2024. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk more details when we get to that episode. But we're just going to run through some movies and TV shows that we're, we're anticipating. Various levels. Yes. <laughs> um, so, come back next week to hear our most anticipated of 2024. And in the meantime, Luke, can you hold us over again for one more week with a send-off? Absolutely. Yeah, so you watch this episode and you're probably wondering what the biggest takeaway is. Well, I got two for you, okay? Don't watch Trolls and watch Nimona. Number three, I'll add a third one. Don't watch Trolls. Hey, thanks, Luke. And thank you, listener, for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it. If you want to keep up with us and the show, please feel free to follow us on Twitter, or X, if you will, at Pod Screen Time to see some quick thoughts of ours regarding movies or shows. You can also follow us on Instagram, again, at Pod Screen Time, to see when our episodes drop and any extra visuals that we want to show off. You can also catch up with both of us individually on Letterboxd to catch our thoughts and reviews on the movies that we watch. You can find me at The Shininator, and you can find Luke at Shin Glassman. If you want to hear more of Luke, feel free to check out his other podcast, Toku Talk Radio, where he discusses tokusatsu and anime with his sister Hannah. And if you want even more of Luke, who can blame you, you can take yourself over to his YouTube channel, Shin Glassman, where you can watch his videos that range from reviews to tier lists. They really are a blast. Links to all these things are in the description of this episode, so head there to find those and stay connected with us. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again in the next episode.